0: Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It is 545. This is the Morning Sickness. My name is John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Somewhere around here is Toledo. And we're ready to go with a, a glorious Monday morning. Perfect day. A little windy later, but uh, just a perfect day. And perfect weekend. Everything was just stellar. And it is, somehow or another, already Easter keg week. We are flying through this year already. Easter keg is this Friday you believe it? We're going to be searching for kegs all over the valley. Uh, 98 of them hidden everywhere you can imagine. We're going to have kegs all over the place, and somebody's going to walk out of a keg hunt with five grand in their pockets. That's amazing. We're already into this uh, Easter thing. And then Easter's supposed to be like in the 90s. We're just going to skip spring this year and jump right into the heat. I'm fine with it. So get your Easter keg hats ready, because we're going to be doing some hunting on Friday morning, and that should be spectacular, I think. I had a great, I have to just constant praise of this event Saturday. Uh, I went to the Savannah Bananas. And I am telling you, if you can't have fun at this, you are dead inside. 100% cynicism killer. It's dopey fun. When I walked up, you know the opening scene of Smokey and the Bandit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is, You'll know. Yeah, oh, yeah, Brad I know will know. That. Where there are uh, Enos and uh, little Enos are coming into that, uh, whatever the, the hell... The fairgrounds? The fairgrounds where there's a little smoke in the air. The truck rodeo. The, the truck <laughs> rodeo, yeah. The truck rodeo they're having. And the bandit's there signing autographs. And it just feels so almost oddly nostalgic, even though none of us ever went to something like that. We, I, Maybe you did. I don't think no, you ever to a truck no. rodeo. None of us went to a truck rodeo. But when you see that, it encapsulates almost the 70s in a nutshell. The clothes... The look of America, the drinking, the goofing around, feels like barbecues going on constantly, uh, and just weirdness. But like down home America, walked up to the Savannah Bananas thing in Peoria, and as I'm walking up, I see this. It smells like a fair. Uh, it's got there's constant stuff going on. There's merchandise everywhere. There's some guy on a PA from five o'clock until seven. Uh, the game when the game starts, just jabbering away. It's P.T. Barnum. It's a circus, and I'm like, I feel nostalgic about something I've never seen. Like I felt like I was going back in time. There's kids running around in their baseball uniforms. Like it, it was insane, and it was just awesome. The only problem I had with that it was general admission, so they open the doors at like 5:30, and then it's a free people are lined throw, up to oh, get the best seats around the whole stadium two times. And that, that part stinks because everybody pays the same amount and you end up sitting wherever you end up because you got there at a certain time. I got there just early enough and we ended up leaning on a wall in the, like right behind home plate pretty much. Just, I'm not sitting with all these scrub kids and nasty. And that's one thing I could do without, but that's kind of what made it great. They play music the whole time. The crowd's singing. Stay, everyone stayed for the entire game. Because in the ninth inning the rules basically kinda of go, All right, every run is an innings point. You win by innings. So if you if you score two in the top of the first and I score three, innings over. We won that inning. And then so you earn points per inning. And at the end the last inning is like every run is a point. So if you're down five and you score five runs, you earned all your innings points back. And it's just a blast. I mean, it was so <laughs> stupid seventies P T Barnum carnival fun. And then you walk away, going, everything needs to feel that way. There wasn't an ounce of like politics prevailing over, and nobody was complaining. It was just stupid fun and uh, awesome, just flat. And plus, it's kind of mom porn. Like the all really? these, yeah, oh yeah, all these all right. dudes are in great shape, and they 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 did tap into something as this family friendly event. Tapped into something huge because you know they're they're doing all this stuff where well they'll do a sing along in the middle of the game. And the, and the players are in on it. Like, it'll just for a second just be, like, pointing to each side and doing this thing along with Bon Jovi or, you know, Queen or whatever they're playing. So there's that kind of, like, they get the audience. And then they realize there's a lot of kids there. Every one of these players is in tip-top ridiculous shape. And they take their shirt off at the drop of a hat and start dancing. So it turns Chippendales real quick every oh, once wow. in a while. And the moms are, like, screaming at the top of their lungs. It was... It was the most satisfyingly hillbilly stupid thing I've done in years. So it's Eric, like a Bill Vec baseball it game. It's just... that exactly. It's Man. everything Bill Vec wanted to do in a game happens every game. Man. Uh, it was great. They had baby races in the middle of the game, like for no reason. Their moms brought down infants and they raced babies. It was hilarious. Uh, just tons of stupid, fun stuff. And I, I just tip of the cap to this dude who invented the savannah bananas and if you get a chance to see it it's what and baseball should steal like 10 ideas they never stop playing music which keeps people well moving. that's what the
2: uh, i mean huge. the farm clubs you know single a triple a yeah they do a lot of that stuff they do
0: a lot of fun stuff but you're not allowed to play music during play yeah. In, a, in a professional game. But 90-day difference
2: between the major... I mean, that's why peop, that's why they do well.
0: Oh, yeah. They have fun with... Like, the game has to be more fun. The problem with the pros is they think it's a sponsored giveaway of, you know, a dinner or a, you know, you just won 20 car washes and these stupid plinkos and things like that. Banquan Ballpark's games in between innings are just ridiculous. They're not fun. They're... They're, Three minutes. They're boring. They're dumb. There's no excitement. They're very, you know, buttoned down. Uh, Safe. They Safe raced, for the sponsors. They raced grandmas. They had a two 75-year-olds and a 73-year-old doing a sexy strut home. <laughs> that was like a grandma walkway. It was the stupidest stuff I've ever seen, but there was constantly something going on, and it was all fun. Uh, it was a blast. It was like the silliest fun ever. So I'm, I'm leaning on the wall. And a guy comes up to me, and he goes, hey, Holmberg. And I'm like, yeah. And he says, uh, you know who Bobby Freeman is? And I said, yeah, the organist for the Diamondbacks. And he goes, yeah, I'm his son. And he goes, we're sitting right behind you. I thought I saw you down here. We're sitting right behind you. You want to come up with us? And I'm like, you know what? We're standing, but we're in a good spot. So I said, oh, he said, come up and say hi. And I'm like, all right. So I've met Bobby Freeman before at Chase Field. And then once at another thing that I can't remember. It was like a dinner charity thing and yeah he was there but that would have been like a you know quick everybody knows but i remember meeting him so i get up there and we're chatting away and i see him i'm like how are you like, about talk to the family the family's all cool and bobby says we've met before and i'm like yeah and and then he said at the fiesta bowl parade and i had to kind of rack and then he starts telling me stories about the time we met and i'm didn't want to break his heart and tell him you're you don't know who you're talking to I'm, yeah. i'd never go to a parade and I felt really weird because I'm like, yeah. And all his memories of me were so positive, but they weren't of me. There was some other guy, that bald guy, that he met at the Fiesta Ball parade. And I'm like, I wanted to say it wasn't me, but he liked me so much that day. Just go with it. That him. I just ran with it. And I just feel I've been. it's been haunting me all weekend that I just sat and nodded along with memories of this day that weren't me. But he liked that version of me so much that it kept me from telling him. I, like, I, it would have been disappointing to the organist Bobby Freeman if I'd have said, well... This wonderful memory you have of me wasn't me. That's another guy. So I'm going to walk away now, and and have no idea. But I now I feel like I've uh, like a uh, you know when you steal a steal valor, I took some other bald guys who was evidently wonderful.
2: And you didn't mention once you worked with Drew Haybata?
0: No, I didn't at all.
2: <laughs> he said Bobby Freeman and I did a road show for a. Did you? Yeah.
0: He said there's a good portion of time he wished he'd never have lived. That could be it. And I didn't want to get into it, but I assumed it was the time he spent with you. But, yeah, it was this just amazing time we had together at a thing I didn't go to. So I'm like, oh, this is tough. Like, I'm struggling with Bobby because I want to tell him, like, God, this all
2: sounds amazing. But none of it was me. The guy had a van with a a tailgate thing on it that would hire his organ up. He could travel with the organ. Would
1: raise it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's no. the worst part, though. You don't – you you admit to being somebody you're not. I mean, the guy could have grabbed his ass or something at the last – at that charity <laughs> right, event or whatever. Right. And like, right.
0: Oh. I, well, yeah, but when he said parade, I started to go, well, I would never be caught dead at a parade. I hate parades. But he was so happy. I just went, yeah, yeah, that was awesome, wasn't it? And I thought it would end there. And he's like, the time that you and I – and I'm like, God dang it. See? None of this is me. So to the Freeman family. The two stories that Bobby told me, I wasn't actually involved in. I felt like I lied to him the entire time. and All I did was agree with a guy who was remembering a better person. I look like a better me. <laughs> and he loved that guy. I wish he, I wish I could have been that guy so Bobby could have actually shared. I had nothing to add to it. Like, he just kept talking. I'm like, oh, it was great. And now I'm in the middle of it. And he's like, yeah, that, that was a great day. I'm like, oh, i never forget it. We went drinking after? No, remember? You and I and the hoolers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But then you just, you're just stuck. I was so trapped. I was so, at that point, it's like, why break it? Why ruin this? But I really do hope Bobby runs into that guy again because he really liked him. It <laughs> sounded wonderful. The dude sounded like a blast. And he likes parades. That's one thing that's different. Immediately, I was not that guy. But it was, a, uh, it was an interesting thing because <laughs> Bobby was so into that. But the Savannah Bananas. And I talked to somebody who went on Friday in Scottsdale, and they're like, oh, it's best show on grass. It was just stupid. It's the stupidest fun you'll ever have. And funny, like you actually laugh and you shake your head like, am I really laughing? Like, is this actually happening? It just, it really felt like, all right, everybody out in center field now. and Just turn your attention to the bandit. He signed an autograph for $1. I waited
2: for a bandit type thing to happen. You tip your hat to stuff that, uh, that kind of entertainment that. That's put together so well. It's amazing. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. Ready Ready
0: ice. Ice. Morning Sickness. Yeah. They did a thing. The, the most fun thing I think I've ever seen in my life. I would pay to watch this and this alone. Soccer mom races where they take two moms at home plate. And they put a kid at each base and they have to pick up the kids. And so these two moms, it was a remarkable run to first, pick up one kid, run to second, pick up another, run to third, and the other kid, the third kid jumps on her back. And she's hauling all these kids home. None of them are on the ground. And I mean, this, the, the, and the moms are in it and they're, and like just toting three people. And this just pile on top of these little moms that are just brr, just barreling home. This this lady just that's not. If you run the bases at a baseball field, ninety one, oh, yeah. you're going all the way through. And they and I'm and I'm dying laughing. I'm standing next to the usher, and he goes, "This this is the greatest thing I've watched in a long time." I'm like, "It's so much fun." I would love to watch moms have to do that at school. Like if it was Gilbert Christian, free tuition. But you can't, like, for a year, your kids' feet can't touch the ground going home. Like, you have to carry them home every day. And you got to race other moms with kids all over. It was awesome. They right do that for
2: summer camp fees.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. like so It was like a scorpion mom. She had all her kids on her back. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. I It, it, it was just ridiculously happy. It was strange. I haven't been around it in a long time. Every, I am the king of cynicism. When I go to an event, I'm like, how are they fleecing me? What are they getting me for my 150 bucks? How are they kicking my ass here? And uh, it, I'd pay for it again tonight. Like Is that it was, what the tickets were? Something like that, yeah. I think. I don't remember. But it was uh, something around there. It was awesome. It was great. They have more concessions than anything you so could So you felt imagine. like
2: well worth the money.
0: Without a doubt. For the feeling you got there it was it was weird because they were like little kids the memories of the kids oh after a home run the whole team runs through the crowd and slaps high fives <laughs> oh, that's cool it, it's amazing and the kids lose their minds and I I'm not a kid advocate I don't care but I was one once and I know for a fact how crazy that would have made me. you'll never forget something like that unbelievable moment because I rem- like some of my fondest memories are going to the Albuquerque Dukes games when I was uh, in Albuquerque when I was eight. And that was the night out in Albuquerque because that place sucks. But we go there, and then you get to be, like, close to the players. And, like, we knew Candy Maldonado and these up-and-coming Dodgers at the time. And, you know, where they, they would talk to you. Like, you'd, it's GA there, too. You wander up, and they'd sitting there chatting before and after the game. And, you know, it was weird. It felt that way. So these kids at this thing had to be, I mean, just through the moon, these guys run. And they just walk up to the crowd and start chatting with people when they're not playing and, then they run back down, uh, and then they take their shirts off and dance for the moms for a second. And This one guy came out just ripped, just yoked, and he's got, his, uh, he's got a sign that says follow me on Instagram at blah, 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 and he's holding it off. And then he just tears his shirt off. Game's going on. And the moms are just, you know, fiddling their beans right there in the crowd. They don't care anymore. It's just a beautiful thing. <laughs> Savannah Bananas. Oddly Nostalgic. And, like, incredible. Like, everything about it touched every age. Like, old people had to love it. It was fun baseball. People my age loved it because it was like, this is just awesome for everyone. And then the kids had to go bananas. Savannah bananas. Even right down to their mascot, Brady, who he walks by and I see in the back of his jersey it says Split. And I'm like, what a great name for the bananas mascot. (laughs) It was perfect. It was a perfect event for how stupid it was. And some of the rule changes for baseball need to happen. There are no walks. If you walk a guy, he takes off, and the, uh, they have to throw the ball to all nine position players before he has to stop. Most of them made it a double. So when you throw ball four, everybody goes until, like the catcher whips it back to the pitcher, back to second, back to center, to right. They do this just quick pepper throw around to get all nine guys the ball and they all kind of just start running towards second base to make it fast, and the the batter just has to haul ass until you know he can make it to third on a crazy play. If they throw it away, it can go all the way. Walks her out. That's fun. It was a blast. If you a pass ball, you can steal first. Oh man! So anytime a pitcher throws one in the dirt and the catcher doesn't get it, you can take off. Doesn't matter what's what the count is. It's just it, there's some stuff you're watching. Go hey baseball, are you paying attention? Because you're boring. And you're losing attendance. This There were 13,000 people That's not
2: people a there. bad rule there 13, for how many gets thrown yeah. away a
0: lot of times. They must have had 20-something thousand on the two nights they were here. Jam-packed. I mean,
2: jam-packed. And they're doing it in every city in America. It's great. That would um, cause a lot more hitting because oh. you're not going to have pitchers. You can't walk. Trying you, to get, dirt a ball no. or you know, trying
0: to be wild. Nope, you can't. And, and it moves so quick. Eric Gagne was there pitching. He's a hilarious. legend, yeah. Bill Spaceman Lee, who's seventy six years old, threw an inning, and the dude still got some juice on the ball. It was great, hilarious. Yeah, I can't praise this thing enough. Even if you don't like baseball, if you have a kid, like give that kid the greatest day ever. It felt so much like the way baseball used to feel, which was a little bit more in touch with the fans. Now you feel like if you get too close to the dugout, they'll, somebody will go, "Get your hands off the dugout!" You get yelled at for. Wow. I was at Bank Ballpark chase whatever they call it and we had seats right on the dugout and i remember putting my feet on the dugout nobody can feel that it's not like a tent get your feet off the dugout it's for your safety i'm like me sitting down with my foot up is not unsafe we're fine if you can't go in the dugout and i'm like and there's a gap i'm like all right i can't have my feet up all right this was like your mom's coffee table i understand how this is got up in wrigley to take a picture once and i sat on the game's over Sat on the edge of the dugout. Get off the dugout. we let you on there. We're going to let everybody on there. All right. right. Thanks for the This cathedral of baseball is full of assholes. You're ruining my experience. It's the World Series, for God's sakes. I want a photograph. Nope. Keep it moving. Get out. All right. Thanks. This one, you're leaning over into the crowd. The guys are hanging out with the, the fans. It was awesome. I think how amazing would it be after a home run if Mike Trout, and Shohei Otani and the Angels ran through the crowd slapping high fives on a designated track. Amazing. Like a, it would be unreal. It would be un. Especially in like a big game. Imagine if Aaron Judge's 60 second home run last year, the requirement was the Yankees ran through that crowd. I know it's unsafe. Boo hoo. You'd carve out an area. Put some of New York's finest on that line and just have them run through it and slap high fives over the cops. It was awesome. So, whatever that whatever that was Saturday, that nostalgic 1970s, you know, kids with ice cream all over their face. The scent of, of just charred dead animal everywhere. Beer sales nonstop. Great stuff. Now, if we can get a truck rodeo on top of it and a little... Uh, Jerry How are you cooking. Oh, my God. Hey, old bandit, we got to go out to that Savannah Bananas game this weekend. It was
1: great. Re- Crazy 8 all- racing? <laughs> I, I, all of it. <laughs> Were you worried at all about trans Vengeance Day? You know no. I, mean? I, had, I know I, you had a friend that bailed out on you right. because of that. We had four
0: tickets, and one of my friends was like, I'm not going out on the first Transvengeance Day. I'm like, I don't believe that's even a thing, but okay. You see, I've been seeing it in the news a lot. I'm like, yeah, I really don't think the trans are that many to... Infiltrate ever. And besides, if their target is the party animals versus the Savannah bananas, it's funnier. If they show up angry, it would make it even funnier. And by the way, uh, Trans Vengeance Day wouldn't have stood a chance against those dudes. There's some baseball players that are ripped. Dude, they're making behind the back catches on fly balls and it, during play. The shortstop made a play where he bounced the ball to second base and it was perfect. It's the Globetrotters. I loved it. I loved every second of it. There very rarely am I impressed by anything. Usually, I that, feel like not
2: only they put on that show, but how how much uh, skills they display. They're outstanding players. Up. Yeah,
0: I mean, you got you know former baseball players out there. Injury stopped them or whatever. They're, they were great. So if it give and it's going to be in Vegas in May. I think they're they're in California. It's worth. I, I'll go to Vegas. I'll go to that. I'm already looking into it. Like, I'll go back okay. up there and make, oh yeah, that would be awesome. At Kauffman Field up there in Vegas, that's a time, that'd be awesome. So, highly recommended. even though it's too late. I was talking about it last week. People were giggling. What's Span Bananas? That's stupid. Nothing. It is stupid, but it's the most fun you'll ever have. Now, how many, When's the last thing you went to and you're like, eh, it was all right? Most everything we go to, everything's kind of got this hype and then nothing. This was the opposite. It was great. And then I get word on my way back. But Arizona, you know this, Brett. We both grew up here. Mm-hmm. Jerry Foster died over the weekend. Oh, I didn't hear that, but man. the King of the Wild Blue Sky, Jerry Foster, Channel 12 helicopter pilot. Now, if you're a native of Arizona, you you've Jerry flew to your elementary school. He yep. went to all of them. He was it yours? He was yep. at mine. Which one did you go to, Chrisman?
1: Uh, that was the year before Chrisman opened. So I was at Alma School. Alma school. But yeah, yeah,
0: but yeah. So you were over there, and he landed it in right the there field, in the soccer field, and uh, then played with the helicopter in front of the kids, and you know, doing Blue Thunder behind trees and stuff like that. Every year, I was only here for two elementary school years. He flew out there, and then luckily, one year at Rhodes, he popped in oh, on, no, the, okay. on the football field. It was awesome. And Jerry Foster was the king. I still say he set them up. I still to this day, even though he's passed away and I don't want to uh, spit on his name, I still say he set up hillbillies driving through washes because it was Jerry Foster found more people's cars in riverbeds and in, in storm drains than anyone in the history. And when he retired, it stopped. The dude went and pushed people into water, faked rescues, became a hero. It, nobody goes through it anymore. Remember, Hillbilly and Wash was oh, like a yeah. big thing for me when the show first started. I'm like, oh, it's raining. Hillbilly and Wash Every time, Jerry Foster was there before the police, before anyone else with, his, with one of the skids on the helicopter resting on the top of a truck rescuing a couple of fat uh, Apache Junctioneers and stuffing them into Sky 12 and taking off. I'm like he's do like he's the only one doing this, and other helicopter pilots couldn't figure out how come he knew before everybody else where this stuff was in bad weather. There's Jerry dun, 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 flying over the hill, and these hillbillies are standing on the top of their car. He rescued thousands of hill and always st- practicing putting that one skid on the car. Perfect, and I say every I'm going to say it 100 percent of them were choreographed and arranged by Jerry Foster. It was the greatest like thing. Like the
2: Savannah ever. banana in
0: the sky. Yeah, he, he was. It was. It was like, well, it's raining. Like part of the excitement of a monsoon in this city in the eighties and early nineties was that Jerry Foster was about to go rescue some pigs out of a out of a. They every time some, and the truck was buried in there. And there's just a fat lady in the back with her arms up. She looked like one of the pigs from Angry Birds. And Jerry Land is playing on top of their truck. And then another pig was inside. And Jerry would do some magic with that. He occasionally have to
2: leave the one on the hood. Hang on, yeah. we'll get something bigger to <laughs> yeah, hit he would. you.
0: He would he would hitch one fat on, and they'd glur, just gripping that skid. Don't worry about it, Jerry Foster said. I mean, he would kind of land it where it shouldn't go. They'd hop off. He'd go back and get the other pig out, and then it just magic. And then somehow or another, the cops would show up after and look around like, how did he know? You couldn't have been listening to the police scanner more than us. Like we're the police. That's our scanner. He was like a superhero. He was. He would just show up. Out he, of he was Jerry. Fo- he was Potman, Evidently, yeah. as it turned out, he was dealing a lot of drugs out of that plane. But so
2: what? That's what was actually happening. The rescues were transactions. Yeah, he was hanging around the area where it well, happened. He wasn't AJ. Yeah. Yeah. He was
0: out. He was at the where you would go to drop like cocaine onto fake runways. Awesome, but Jerry Foster passed away, and as a as a native of Arizona, if you're not one, you're like, ah, who cares? A local TV helicopter guy passed. No, this is different. He was 82, uh, and he worked for Channel Three. Also, evidently, that was before I moved here. But he was legendary for for 30 years. That dude's like, we're going to Jerry Foster. Something awesome's about to happen. It was all made up. There's no way. I, you talk to your boy Mark Curtis. He was there for that. Talk to him about how often they fake that. And just get a get a gauge. Now that Jerry's gone.
2: What it run you? 50 bucks? 100 bucks? Yeah.
0: Box, you <laughs> yeah. What, was the, what was the don't ask, don't tell policy at Channel 12 when Foster was pulling pigs out of things and he set it up? Like that could have gone so sideways. Oh, it looks, like looks like these uh, washes are flowing. Hey, Foster, you got any fat friends you can push out there and you know, some of your druggie friends? Sure. Got a couple of buddies from NOM that'll drive their trucks into that water and bring their fat wives out there. He rescued, I'm going to guess, 5,000 people. It was every storm, and it used to be more monsoony around here in this, in and the, like you'd get two or three a week for a month and a half. Family of 12 in a caprice. Oh, there was dogs. Like a couple of times he reached down and grabbed the dog himself. Oh, it was amazing. He's holding a puppy. Oh, some fat was hanging on the skid of his car. Jerry was the best. <laughs> King of the wild blue sky.
2: But yeah, he's gone now. And, uh, had some great, great jingles around those oh, helicopters. Jerry was. Jerry changed the game for me. And
0: then, you know, sixth grade, it's like, all right, kids, go stand outside. I'm going to land a helicopter with a few feet of your heads. <laughs> just the whole elementary school just stand in a field looking at the sky. And then there he comes like Batman. Just comes floating over. And from me to you, there's a helicopter landing. It's like it was the most dangerous. They would never put your precious little angels out on a field like that and have, you know, one of the Channel 3 helicopter guys land it now. You well, keep your, the- eyes. You put your helmets some of the kids have dirt allergies and they can't be outside with the oh, helicopter the stirring it up. <laughs> no, we would never none of us had allergies. None of us were allergic to dust. None of us had a thing worth the, you know. They're all going to get valley fever if you stir up all that dirt. Can't have the kids outside. Watch, what if the helicopter comes crashing down? Well, that's a risk we take every day, isn't it? Not not like this. I don't want to sign this permission slip. We didn't even have permission slip. We no, even show up. We weren't even sure <laughs> when it was. Yeah. <laughs> we just find out that day. Guys, uh, from 11 to about 1, Vietnam Vietnam uh, chopper pilot's going to come in here and mess with our heads. Okay. And Jerry would, none no of the kids had good questions. He'd show up. He'd spin the thing around a couple of times <laughs> in a death spiral, land it, <laughs> get out. How you doing, everybody? I'm Crazy Jerry Foster. Like, Yay, we don't, you, you rescue fat people. And then he'd get back in the helicopter, and, and he looks like he's leaving. And all the teachers knew, because they'd done this every year. And somehow or another, he'd disappear behind trees. And the kids are too stupid. They, and, then, and then he'd just reappear, like out from behind the trees. And then I, I was like, oh, it's like a heart attack for a bunch of seven-year-olds. Oh, my God. it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Can we do this every day? And if you ask Jerry, we could have. That's another thing about him rescuing those hillbillies. You're not supposed to fly helicopters in bad weather. Dude went up in monsoon. Isn't
2: it... Did he? Or was he, it post-flood?
0: Pulling... F- no, it was like horrible. It was during the nightmare flash flood washes.
2: So well, they, he you, flew in Nam. Yeah,
0: but in Nam were they like, oh, the weather's no good. Well, to take it's off. rainy there. It's rainy. <laughs> they thought you skipped that hour. You know, you just didn't fly the birds. Jerry didn't care.
2: All birds morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell,
0: they're sticky, they say things that are horrible. Ready, Ready, X. X. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. <clears throat> the only thing missing, and he'd have done this, they just hadn't invented the t-shirt gun yet. Or he'd had a turret on the end of that Channel 12 thing, just fired t-shirts at the kids.
2: That would have been great. We would
0: have lost our crap. Roosevelt Elementary School, 1984, 1985 forget about it we were we'd lose our minds so the la- the late great Jerry Foster uh, absolute pioneer a journalist the, f- the last real journalist in this stuff you get Mark Curtis on the phone you asked him right now hey how often were it was uh, Foster's rescue faith Holmberg's convinced they're all choreographed all of them channel 10 had a chopper guy channel three had a ch- oh and that's the other thing channel three had a chopper he was rescuing folks at three channel 12 gets hold of him he's rescuing them there Three, five, ten. None of them. None of them ever on. Scene five first. to one. <laughs> five to none. Dude never lost to another chopper pilot in the city. You didn't even know who
2: the other chopper guys were. Even Hafner didn't get any action. Not Bruce, Haf-
0: Bruce Hafner had no idea. And he still, Bruce Hafner never watched him rescue anybody.
2: Can't even fake
0: one. Foster's the OG. He's the I mean, only one who I, did it. Yep. Nope. I've seen Bruce Hafner in the sky a billion and a half. In fact, Channel 3 had two helicopters for a while. Still never once rescued one fat f- loser in a wash, ever. I get excited about it. When this show first started, I, I kept saying, Hillbilly in a Wash Day, this is great. There's going to be at least three. This is a big monsoon coming, and we're going to have three. Wa- uh, hillbillies try to drive through washes every time.
2: You know what happened? It got too expensive I don't know. to pay them out because then the fines started coming out. <laughs> if you pay. got, <laughs>
0: I don't know. I I don't know.
2: But even we know those people that live in Tonto
0: Basin that are in a riverbed, complain every year there's no bridge, Foster. occasionally try to drive through there. Jerry would have pulled them out of that whole thing. Every He'd have pulled them out just to take them over
1: to Walmart. Cause it could, I can't get any toilet paper. I mean, you didn't know that the river would eventually flow.
0: Well, we didn't expect it like this.
1: Back then, though, you never heard of the people in Tonto Basin getting stuck because Jerry was Jerry on the Jerry was scene. there. <laughs> <That's> after <laughs> after you will know have anything on Jerry. That was there yeah. when we were kids, and never once. This new I'm stuck
0: in the washout in Tono Basin is a mm-hmm. three year. It's new to me.
2: I've Jerry looked. would have gotten one of those double blade copters and dropped a temporary bridge down on the a Huey. <laughs> Throws a Huey at him. Yeah. Let's do this.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's Jerry Foster, the legendary Jerry Foster, no longer with us. So huge loss for Arizona because that is for every kid who went to elementary school here. In the 80s and early 90s. You knew Jerry in a weird way. Jerry was the guy. And, and, you know, it would have seemed like, you know, sending over Duplo logs if you had the Channel 10 guy show up. Who cares? <laughs> Channel 10. <laughs> Where's Jerry? Hi, my name's Roger. I'm the Channel 10 helicopter guy. Zero fat people rescues Roger. Take it somewhere else. Jerry's coming tomorrow. Yeah, Jerry was the best. And then they get a new helicopter, the new one for... Because the old... Bubble one I used to fly landed my first year here. Pretty cool. The next year, they had this.
2: One with like the jet exhaust on no the rotor. back.
0: Yeah, it didn't have the rotor on the back, and Jerry's spinning it, and it was quieter. We never got to fly in it. I don't know if they let you no. guys. We always get, we could sit in it, like a select few. I got sixth grade. I got like one of the 20 people we got to pop into Jerry's chopper. You paid? <laughs> probably. My folks probably threw in a few. <laughs> he had A bag of weed or something. The guy ended up having a problem, but then he got busted for like selling drugs, and nobody cared. He'd saved so many lives; it didn't matter. It's weird. It's like the it's like the moonshot. We went to the moon, and then no one else went to the moon. Now every helicopter rescue I see is a catastrophe. That old lady who we spun her organs up like we were she was in a subject like she was, we were trying to mix her blood with her skin. 3,000 RPMs. Just oh, right. They man. can't even rescue a lady off a mountain. Jerry would have Jerry just scooped her up with the front thing while she was laying on the mountain. <laughs> that lady's organs got scrambled, putting her in a blender. Wouldn't happen on Jerry's watch. So to Jerry's family you and everybody else. her to the skid. Yeah, he'd have figured out a way to like, put Velcro on her and then stick her to the bottom of the helicopter and get her home and have her folks peel her right off. He'd have figured something awesome out. Mark Curtis is your friend, Brady. You need to get on. Hey, Curtis. Tell me about Foster and how phony all those rescues were. He won't say a word.
2: Oh, yeah, he will.
0: Yeah, you think he'll tell the tale? Maybe. Nah, I don't know. I think it goes to his grave. (laughs) Too many, too many phony moments there. Realize the news has been faked since the beginning. It's crazy. Uh, Anyway. So so long, uh, Arizona losing Jerry Foster was like definitely a, a zinger to all us kids who were here for years and years. Remember Dewey Hopper, the old weatherman? Oh yeah, the gay weatherman. Yeah, they had the the little
1: frogs on yep. his uh, news <laughs> and his uh, weather reports. Yep. Yeah,
0: and he did. He always gave you the Dewey. It was the Dewey point. Today's today's humidity is fifty six. The Dewey point's forty eight. So we don't have to worry about rain. <laughs> and the Dewey point. He was super gay. Dewey Hopper. <laughs> You know, he always talked about his wife and stuff, and we all knew. Every, even kids are like, come on, Dewey. there's <laughs> so the wife and I can go out tonight, it's going to be nice and eat on the patio. <laughs> Dewey's Patio Report. Hi, everyone's Dewey Hopper. Doing, doing, doing. Frogs bouncing around on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, oh, he went to San Francisco. There's no question. He did weather in uh, San Francisco where he could be himself. I-, I guarantee it. Played leapfrog, but he never quite made it over his partner. Yeah, that was that was the day and Dewey used to show up to uh elementary schools too, which probably is like as dangerous as uh, drag queen story time now, having this guy out with the elementary school kid. Nobody cared super gay Dewey Hopper to roll out and go, hi, he came to Roosevelt?
2: Mostly weather guys and chopper pilots. Oh, he, all to schools. <laughs> no, never an anchor. Nah,
0: or- those guys were too busy slaying hoes and drinking <laughs> scotch. You never seen Mark Curtis showing <laughs> up. No, Curtis, Curtis was up. the sports guy. He was busy doing real sports stuff. But Dewey showed up at Roosevelt the one time and it was the weirdest thing because he had, we'd give him a t-shirt, but Dewey was so fat. And so it's like, oh, thanks for coming, Dewey. And then that night on the news, he'd wear your school t shirt. And it was Roosevelt. They were green and orange and Roosevelt Rough Riders with a horseshoe. <laughs> and he wore it on TV. But we watched him put it on in uh, the, the bathroom. It was not good. He put it on over a t shirt that didn't fit right. And this was like five sizes too small. <laughs> Dewey was like two Brady's, <laughs> two, two super gay Brady's. That's a weather
2: front. <laughs> that is a
0: big man. <laughs> and Dewey would oh this is great there's Dewey Hopper hi Dewey it's the Dewey. <laughs> Dewey come by and get you school hi Dewey we went to Roosevelt Elementary School and visited the Rough Riders see my shirt's a little small today that's alright Dewey Point's gonna be about 34 degrees oh he's dead
1: oh no, oh, no, no, no that's, that's another one yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, that's Carlos, Carlos Dewey, Dewey, Dewey Hopper <laughs> Carlos Brett's going through <laughs> pictures on the internet and one of them's a tombstone <laughs> oh no Dewey's gone Dewey Hopper. Oh, he was the best, and he'd show up at the school too, just for no reason. Our teachers were like, "I don't feel like doing anything today." F- these kids, and like, can we get the weatherman to show
1: up? So I was doing a little research on check Phil Foster G- Jerry Foster. Jerry Foster. Sorry, Jerry Foster. Son of a his bitch. his first trouble with drugs.
0: Yeah,
1: and you probably remember it, but I didn't have any idea about it. He was flying over a, a grade school. Yeah, and his jacket flew yep. out of the the helicopter, inside the jacket that the kids found and they Full wanted to return to him was uh, marijuana. He yeah, had loads of weed. That he said that he got at uh, From a campground. <laughs> no, he said he landed at a campground, shot <laughs> at a picnic table, and I said he re- decided I need to make sure that this gets oh, put away. I don't
0: remember the lie, but Jerry got busted for possession. And everybody's like, ooh, Jerry's...
1: He was a Vietnam pilot. Yeah,
0: he smoked a ton of weed to forget. Well,
2: and then 96 came the mess.
0: Yeah, and then the he, he moved arrest. on. Yeah, that was a big one. <laughs>
2: Got to move to times, you know? Hey, the man course. has
0: just passed away. Let's only talk about his staged rescues. So There's no reason to bring his drug habit up. <laughs> but it was awesome. Yeah, the meth showed up in the mid-90s, and then they had to finally go, Again, right? at enough. a
2: campground. Right. Getting rid <laughs> at, of it. As, as look, you do.
0: You have that many hillbillies you've rescued in your helicopters. There's a chance their pipes and their meth are going to fall out of their pockets. Some people don't the have floor.
2: cash for the rescues. That's right.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure Jerry demanded some sort of tip at the end. What do you got in your pockets there, fat? and most of it's still in the truck. Go get it. Give me your bag of weed, then. I'll sell that to a... I go to elementary school. These kids love that stuff. Yeah, it was his coat. I remember his coat. I remember it flying out of the helicopter. I remember his coat was that's
1: what they say. full of something. And... He went to do his trick or whatever over the elementary school, and the wind from from the helicopter, caught the jacket, shot it, out, it out, of, out of a
0: helicopter. <laughs> on, the
1: pla- oh, on the playground. Just
0: rained weed down on a bunch of sixth graders. <laughs> That's hilarious. Nobody ever looked into anything. No. Ever. We stood out there every year. Helicopter. A, a helicopter flying 15, 20 feet over our heads. It <laughs> like M.A.S.H., the beginning of M.A.S.H. All these kids are like, <laughs> ah! This thing's right on top of us. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Don't get close to it till the blades stop spinning. The kids are, like, dying to run at this thing. <laughs> Not one death. Even you know, any of your idiot, fragile little bitches would have gotten killed by that helicopter's blades. It, it, the, just the wind alone. As he ended
1: up getting valley fever, and the blades knocked
0: him over. Cause the, why would you fly a helicopter over kids? What did
1: you do? It, once a week? Once
0: a month? He was like? there, it seemed like, every couple days. It was, like, <laughs> twice a year, I think. For no reason. There was nothing. Nothing was
1: learned. You never knew any. would no. you, Like you were saying happened. earlier, you just show up and all of a sudden, yeah. Jerry's coming today. It's like, great. It was we get out it. of class for two hours. Yeah, it
0: was, it was hours. And, and it was the summer, like in May. It was hot. Just. <laughs> if you heard that noise, it was like radar went incoming. Jerry Foster's in. and Everybody ran outside. And we did, nobody knew it was Jerry Foster Day. No one. I think he just called before. He's like, Hey, you guys are chosen. Get the kids to stand outside. I'm going to float over. Kids are up. I'm like, Oh, Jesus. We got to say yes to that. Never Mr. Benitez never once said, Nope. Sorry, Jerry. Can't come. Education's too important. These kids are learning today. Uh-uh. Any chance to get outside?
1: <laughs> no high schools though.
0: They were beyond, beyond uh, I mean, reach. I, I, I think some, it was yeah, elementary, yeah, it only, just yeah. elementary. We did Rhodes once. There was a presentation on the football field for something, and we, we all stood out there. But, uh, yeah, elementary schools were a guarantee. And Dewey Hopper, then Dewey's crazy ass would roll out. I'm just going to try on one of your real tight T-shirts. And I'll wear it on the 5 o'clock. If you guys are interested in watching me put this on, I'll be in the bathroom. <laughs> in the bathroom, and Dewey Hopper's changing his shirt. Dewey. And you know, the elementary school bathroom where the sinks are low enough to pee in if you're an adult, and there's Dewey in a tank top tee. Like, it wasn't a wife beater, either. It was, like, just a sleeveless t-shirt.
2: <laughs> like Brady's old shirts?
0: No. Not like the Rafi Nadals. <laughs> not like The Rafas are yes. completely different. Yeah. But it did kind of look like when Brady wore that. <laughs> maybe I had fla- maybe I hated that shirt so much because it was flashing back to Roosevelt's fifth grade bathroom. Dewey Hopper standing in there in that <laughs> sleeveless tee. He looked like Bowser from Sean O'Neill.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if Louie Anderson ate him.
2: I want Dewey to go... Sh- <laughs> d- 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 oh,
0: no, you don't. <laughs> Local news legend, Jerry Jerry Foster. All gone. You got to get your weed somewhere else now. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 602-585-9800. That's the number. You scream it for us. We'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! it's not weird.
2: It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fees. I've heard it's enough of this.
0: UPD. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet mesquite repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.